So the reading is on page 1017, 1007. 1017. It's Mark chapter 12, reading from verse 18. Then the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife with no children, the man must marry the widow and have children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first one married and died without leaving any children. The second one married the widow but he also died, leaving no child. It was the same with the third. In fact, none of the seven left any children. Last of all, the woman died too. At the resurrection, whose wife will she be, since the seven were married to her? Jesus replied, Are you not in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God? When the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. Now about the dead rising, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the account of the bush, how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are badly mistaken. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked them, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, he answered, the most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart and with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. While Jesus was teaching in the temple courts, he asked, how is it that the teachers of the law say the Christ is the son of David? David himself, speaking by the Holy Spirit, declared, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. How then can he be his son? The large crowd listened to him with delight. As he taught, Jesus said, Watch out for the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted in the marketplaces and have the most important seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. Such men will be punished most severely. <coughs> Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. 
Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And let me pray. Heavenly Father, we bow in your presence. May your word be our rule, your Holy Spirit our teacher, and your greater glory our supreme concern. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, in our uh, studies of Mark's Gospel, we find Jesus facing yet more questions from his opponents. Let's just remind ourselves of the setting that we've seen Jesus uh, coming in the last week of his life to Jerusalem as king, and he's acknowledged by uh, his many followers. He comes, as the king predicted in the Old Testament, as a humble king, without the trappings that the world expects and as a king whose aim is to save his people. He also comes to lay claim what is rightfully his. But the Jewish leaders, representing the nation, are in rebellion against God, and they refuse to accept their rightful king. They show no interest in discovering the truth about him, and seek only to trap and to eliminate him. Realising in the parable of the wicked tenants that we saw last week, that Jesus is speaking against them, they decide to get him. Luke's parallel account of that episode has this in chapter 20, verse 20. Keeping, in clo keeping a close watch on him, they sent spies who pretended to be sincere. They hoped to catch Jesus in something he said so that they might hand him over to the power and authority of the governor. They particularly want to try and catch him making some kind of seditious comment so that the Roman authorities would have to take action, which for Jesus would prove fatal. Well, we saw last week how the Pharisees and the Herodians had had a go, and not only were they amazed at Jesus' answer, he silenced them at least temporarily. So it's now the turn of the Sadducees. So we have the resurrection and marriage. Then the Sadducees, who say there is 